I'm kind of blown away. Um, reason being, I, I won an Apple Watch Ultra at a business conference I went to in New York City a few weeks ago or a week ago. I can't even remember, uh, which was neat. You know, I had no intention of buying a new Apple Watch, period, um, especially not the Ultra. It looked a little too expensive for me and just a little more than I felt the average consumer needed. But I was able to win one. So um, I asked my wife, I said, hey, do you want me to sell this or keep it? And she said, I know you like technology, so you should keep it because it was free. So thanks to my wife, Maria, I was able to keep it. And then I was able to uh, make a video on it uh, for my channel, which I felt it was a unique perspective because um, I didn't actually want the Apple Watch. So I felt, you know, I had this sort of, I mean, there's a little bit of bias because I like Apple so much, but um, unbiased opinion on it. And I was trying to be as real as possible if I thought it was for the average person. Um, and the video is doing super well super well there's great comments great opinions from other people and uh i think the most exciting thing for me is i've made a video in the past that did really well and it was about bullet journaling and it kind of garnered a lot of subscribers who wanted more bullet journaling videos and i, I had no intention of making more bullet journal videos so in terms of youtube and a video doing well that i actually wanted to do well this is one of them so i love tech um I love minimalism. Uh, I like thinking intentionally about things. And obviously, I'm working constantly on getting better at what I purchase, why I purchase things, what we get rid of. Uh, Maria's slowly on board as well, more and more, especially as we have kids. It's this weird balance between buy everything you want and can for your kids, but also trying to be smart about it. <laughs> so something we're constantly talking about. But that's that's the backstory. I got to watch. I, I'm, I love it. You know, I've had a little bit longer to sit with it and use it. And I, I think one of my favorite things about it, not to get too deep right now, is I go on runs with my dog and I don't take my phone and I've got the cellular plan on this thing. So it's nice not having to have a phone in one hand and the dog leash in the other. Um, so that's super cool. I play music through it on Spotify into my AirPods. So I, I really enjoy that. And um I'm also excited to potentially do some digital detox with it as well and not take my phone on a weekend trip or something. If Maria thinks that's a good idea, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. So Jonathan, um, what are your just like initial opinions or like overall opinions on Apple Watch? Not even the Ultra or maybe the Ultra, but just in general, how do you yep. feel about them? So I think they're, um, they're cool. They're definitely... Um... I don't know. They're definitely just like other Apple products, easy to use, sleek, um, visually pleasing. Um, you know, I had an Apple watch previously, but it was not, <clears throat> it was before the cellular connection. And so I think that was kind of one of the limitations, like, um, when I would use it and go on a run, I had to take my phone as well. And that was kind of cumbersome. And, you know, you're, if you don't have one of those armbands, you drop your phone or, um, so I ended up just kind of going and I also, when I was working in the hospital, I had to take it off all the time. And so I think, uh, just for procedures or things like that. So I ended up, it just kind of went by the wayside and I don't wear one anymore. I do normally wear a fossil watch that is a non-tech watch, just general watch. Um, but I do think they're, um, you know, I think really helpful. I think now with the cellular capabilities and, you know, would make more sense for me to jump back in and, and have one, especially like you're talking about for going on a run with headphones. 
and also, you know, personally thinking about, uh, in my field, um, I'm a family medicine physician. So thinking about how do you, um, you know, when my patients ask me or they come to me with an abnormal, like it says I have an irregular heartbeat, like, you know, not only like personally, what does that mean, but clinically, how does it impact my practice? Um, the, a lot of, a lot of interesting thoughts there. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I was, I mean, I'm excited. I think we could do more episodes or more of these discussions on this aspect because, you know, from the consumer standpoint, it, it seems pretty neat. Like my watch is able to tell me if something's going on with my heart, that's a little abnormal or whatever any of these sensors can do. If you fall down, if you get in a crash, all this crazy new stuff. But, you know, I guess from uh, <laughs> a physician standpoint, that could be a little annoying at times, could be a little helpful at times. Um, so just navigating, you know, this tech giant who is basically has the ability to tell people if something's going on um, is pretty interesting. I feel like a lot of people, if their trust is in Apple or these big tech companies, they might even be like, well, I mean, my watch said, so I don't know. Have you run into any of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not infrequent. I get, have office visits simply for that reason that my, um, some, whether it's an Apple watch or some other piece of wearable tech, there's also some, uh, kind of portable EKG monitors you could do with just placing two fingers on and, Hey, I did this. And it said, I have an abnormal heart, heart rhythm. I said, okay. And then we kind of do a workup. And I think the, the, uh, there is some evidence out there about kind of how sensitive they are, or how good at picking up an arrhythmia they are. Um, but also they're like with anything there are, if something, it came with some false positives and relating in unnecessary healthcare costs when, you know, should a healthy person, you know, we won't dive into ages, but should a healthy person even be checking themselves for an abnormal heart rhythm if they don't have any symptoms, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I actually do have answers to that, but, um, <laughs> you know, what, what you got to kind of leave people hanging a little bit with the tease. So, yeah. Well, um, you know, I think one of the things, um, it, it's really, it's funny with tech people, you always want the latest, greatest. There's one of my favorite songs of all time is they're actually called the milk carton kids now, but before they just went by their, um, two names, Joey and Ryan. And, uh, they had an album that came out and they put out a song called, um, permanent. And it's this, the whole song is just about how everybody wants something new. You know, you can open it, you can plug it in. Um, it's always nice. It's fun. It's like, you know, they compare it to getting in the bed when the sheets are warm, all this kind of stuff. But, um, and at the end of the day, they're, they're looking for something a little more permanent. And I think, you know, we all, I fall into this and I have ever since I fell in love with tech, who knows when back in high school, probably, uh, when I was you know, getting into Apple, but you know, it's all, it's nice. You know, Apple has that great unboxing experience. A lot of other brands are doing well with that too. There's just this feeling of having the latest, greatest thing, all that weird dopamine that's going on. Um, but it, you know, it takes, it takes a little bit, uh, to step back and say, you know, what, what do I actually need here? And I think, you know, you could argue from any standpoint that you don't need a watch. You don't need a smartphone. I mean, there's a lot of things you could argue, but you know, as I, you know, struggle with my love of tech and how to go about using it responsibly. Um, you know, I've had the Apple Watch Series 4 uh, since it came out. I think I got it when it was announced uh, and I up upgraded from the Series 0, which was a huge leap and jump. I think the Series 0, like, 
even the apps themselves ran on the phone and were just kind of like mirrored on the watch or something crazy like that. So, you know, being able to, I think the Apple Watch Series 4 even had a, um, like a GPS on it, whether you had your phone or not, when you got back, it would sync up or something. I don't remember, but there were these big sort of jumps from zero to four and huge noticeable differences. You know, when I got the four, it had a new design, the screen was bigger, um, things like that. That was, that was really cool. And it was kind of like my series zero was kind of crapping out on me. So it was nice to have that upgrade. Um, and I had no intention of upgrading from the four. It was still running really well. It wasn't having any hiccups. Um, I was happy with it. I thought about, you know, if Apple this year came out with some radically new design, like uh, maybe a circular watch face or something a bit more flat, um, which kind of they did with the with the Apple Watch Ultra. But um, I mean, even the Apple Watch Ultra, it just didn't impress me that much. And I'm not this crazy hiker or biker or deep sea diver, all these crazy things that Apple sort of touts um, that this watch can do. But um, yeah, so I had no intention of upgrading. You know, my, my Series 4 had some scratches on it, even on like the screen itself, which was a little annoying, but you know, it worked and it worked well. And I think when I got the Watch Ultra and I started to play around with it, I quickly noticed that it, it you know, I was right. My Series 4 didn't hiccup a lot. It was pretty fast. It was smooth. Like, the differences between the two weren't a lot, you know, not at least not noticeable like it was when I went from series zero to series four. So I sort of made this video knowing that too, like, you know, telling the average consumer like, Hey, unless you're one of these crazy ultra athletes, I don't know that you need one. Um, and if you're just the average consumer who needs to get messages on their watch and, you know, even if you want to go a cellular route, you know, older models can do that as well. So, there wasn't a huge need to upgrade. And that was my sort of standpoint um, was, you know, if you had the series four or later, I saw no need to upgrade to the series eight or the ultra. So it was funny. Um, whenever you sort of take a stance on something, there's a lot of back and forth in the comments. And uh, it's been really cool hearing people talk about their opinions on why they upgraded, if they upgraded things like yeah. that. But I was going to ask um, Spencer, you know, what are, if you were to kind of give me the top top few comments or kind of the things that, you know, either really loving what you're saying or kind of, you know, uh, disagreeing with you strongly. I mean, what are kind of some of the, the main, the kind of top comments that you've received? Yeah. So um, some of the biggest things, you know, battery life, which I do mention in the video is well improved on this thing. And a lot of people came back with that. Um, even though I mentioned it in the video, um, this thing's lasted in a couple of days, which seems like, nothing but you know relatively compared to other apple watch models it was hard to get a day and a night out of them and with the sleep tracking which is awesome it's great to have but you know if it dies in the middle of the night it doesn't really help you out uh, or if you have no time to charge in the morning it doesn't help you out so battery uh the bigger screen the added durability um you know those are kind of the biggest things i mean you know it, they flatten the screen out and put like a an edge around it where on previous models it had that rounded screen, which you could hit on everything and get scratches all over. This sort of prevents that a little bit. The materials are a lot nicer with the sapphire glass and titanium body and the ceramic backing. So it's, it is more rugged. The screen is like 50% or hundred percent or something brighter, um, which I've kind of noticed, I guess. I don't know. Um, and 
Yeah, that I mean, that's those are kind of the big things. And I think it's funny. I was thinking about like, should I make a phone video next about the 14? I was just like the amount of stuff I would need to go over in that video. There's not a ton the Apple Watch can do and there's not a ton that it gets upgraded. So these are kind of the three, I guess, things, the brighter screen, the ruggedness and the battery life are kind of the three big things. And I think one of my favorite points someone's made is if you get the series eight and you upgrade to the stainless steel model, it's the same price as the ultra. So, I mean, if you're, you know, thinking of getting the eight or the ultra in that case, you know, there's a strong argument to go ahead and get the ultra. I mean, it's bigger, longer battery life, all that kind of thing. But yeah, those are, those are the three main things, Jonathan, um, that I've seen. And some people, one guy recently was just like, I call BS on this whole video, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, dude, like, you know, I don't know. It's it's funny how people can get all uh, up in arms about a piece of technology, but it's fun. I love it. And I love going back and forth and discussing things. And one of the biggest things is is perspective, right? You know, if, if you're just looking for something to play stuff on your watch, many people are happy to have an older model. It doesn't matter if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on tech each year like why wouldn't you have the latest one you know donate the other ones to your friends and family i don't know but yeah those are the big things wow i was was gonna say with the with the with the watch you're right there are some you know there there's a lot they can do but it's also really limited but the phone like a phone video there would be so much and you just probably need to kind of narrow it down a little bit and pick a couple things that really you know your top three or top five things you love or don't love about the right the iphone 14 and whether it's whether it's worth the update if you can get the ios on the older model i don't know yeah that's that's the biggest thing i think is the difference between the phone and the watch is you know an an update can like change the way you use and you know your phone and the way it feels and i think that's the cool thing about phones is you know one update can radically like change your home screen or your customization and you can, you know, play around with features and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But in the same vein, you know, I feel most tech companies have this sort of um, battery depreciation update that comes around where they're kind of, I've heard it. I don't know if it's true. I feel like Apple even talked about it being true, but like after two years or something, they start to like hinder your phone's abilities so that you want to upgrade, which is, pretty uh i don't know if that's ethical maybe but um i haven't noticed that with the watch like i haven't and that's what you know with the apple watch series 4 it probably would have done me a couple more years i think they just stopped supporting updates on the series 3 so maybe next year they'll stop with the series 4 so i guess to your point that's another um another kind of big thing people said in the comments of this video was you know this apple watch ultra will carry me four or five six years into the future you know i won't have to upgrade again it's it's a beast of a device so uh as far as future proofing uh with a piece of tech this is this is the top of the line right now so it'll last me a while but yeah it's just funny like there's not much that changes with the apple watch or uh os or what watch os whatever it's called each year so i don't know um but i mean i want to hear from you some more jonathan uh what kind of thoughts do you have about I mean, we kind of dipped into it a little bit, but from your perspective, I know you did a little research here and there, but I'll just let you talk. I just want to kind of hear 
your thoughts and ideas about either the ultra or any of the medical features, things like that. But yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Well, first just kind of some general thoughts. I think the ultra is cool. And I think the way they market it, you're right, is to these ultra athletes, I'm going deep sea diving or jumping off a cliff or doing an ultra marathon, which is not me. And it's honestly not most people. Um, but the features are cool, the battery life, the ruggedness. Um, and so I think it is kind of to a niche. And I think your perspective on that was, was interesting. And if, Hey, I'm a regular guy, I like to work out and, um, also, you know, trying to, to intentionally live and, and use things to, you know, not just have something, but to intentionally use it and not, not update just for updating sake, but because I want to, you know, maybe live a little bit more minimalist, uh, lifestyle, um, really interesting stuff there, but I think the watches, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's new and, and a lot of people are buying it, um, you know, who may not be the ultra athlete, but for the battery life or other features. Um, I think, you know, from my perspective, not having a functional Apple watch at the moment, it was something that, you know, was kind of toying around with my wife for Christmas. And I, you know, will take the chance that she won't listen to this. Um, <laughs> the, and, uh, but I mean, I think, and you know what I get, you know, what I feel like I had to get the eight or what I have to get the ultra, you know, I think, and, you know, I, I don't know if, if she would necessarily need some of the more rugged features of the ultra, but the battery life is a huge pro, um, there. So just something for me to kind of, kind of think about there. Um, as far as healthcare, you know, like I said, I don't, yeah, every once in a while, probably maybe once a month, maybe two a month, we'll have a visit where, either some, some wearable tech says, I have a problem. My oxygen level was low. My, uh, it says I have an abnormal heart rhythm. And so those visits, you know, I think, and this is kind of where we think about, you know, how beneficial is routine screening for things where, you know, you know, like, should I be checked for an abnormal heart rhythm? Like, is that, is that something that's beneficial? And most people would say, oh yes, of course. Like, you know, why wouldn't I want to know if I have an abnormal heart rhythm? Um, you know, and, and from my perspective, I think absolutely it can be helpful. I don't think, I don't think the tech is quite there and I don't think I have enough evidence that I would recommend that patients wear this to see if they have an abnormal heart rhythm. However, I think it is something that could still be helpful, but I think there's a lot that goes into that, including, you know, you know, like I said, guidelines, is it recommended to, for, for one common abnormal heart rhythm is called atrial fibrillation. And, you know, is it recommended that we check everybody for atrial fibrillation and uh, the U S preventative services task force, and they make guidelines that say to, they look at all the medical literature and say, Hey, we will check for this and not for this based on a, a large amount of evidence. And, um, they actually, it's an insufficient recommendation to screen for atrial fibrillation. So they don't have enough data. So, but generally it's not something we check everybody for, you know, I do a physical exam, listen to your heart and say, Hey, your heart sounds good. Um, you know, it sounds like a normal, uh, normal rate, regular rhythm doesn't sound like an arrhythmia, but it's not something that we get EKGs on everybody for and say, Hey, you have this or you don't have this. And, you know, and I think going into wearable tech and you have all these people there where it's not really, not really generally recommended, or at least the evidence doesn't support screening for something. And then we have all these people who are essentially getting screened and it, and it kind of creates things for physicians where we're like, well, you know, we have something that suggests it's abnormal. So we have to do a workup. Um, and so it, it, it's definitely an interesting question. And the other one with 
pulse oximetry or you checking your oxygen level, you know, in most folks, you know, that's, if you're generally healthy and not having problems, it, it's not really helpful. You know, there one trial, or I was looking at this morning, uh, tested the, the, I think it was an Apple watch. I don't want to misspeak here. Let me just pull up the trial. <laughs> um, it was a 2022 study from January. Basically it was looking at, um, risk wearable activity tracking devices, you know, it was a, a large study look called a systematic review, but basically looking at different outcomes um, and basically saying that some of the, the pulse oximeter devices for a short time, oh, excuse me, I'm going to switch to a different article real quick, but it was a October of 2022. So really, really recent article in the journal Digital Health looking at uh, they did a, a trial looking at 24 people and they reduced their, the amount of oxygen they were breathing in and they tracked for, with a normal pulse oximeter. So just one you put on your finger that you get at the doctor's office. And then they tracked with, um, an Apple watch series six. And basically they said their conclusion was that the Apple watch series six can reliably detect, um, lower blood oxygen levels below 90% when compared to a medical grade pulse oximeter which is great. You know, it works, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's a small trial, only 24 people. Right. And right. And it's an ideal setting. It's not out when your wrist is sweaty or what oh, if yeah. the sensor's dirty. And, and so I think it, it's pretty, it's a clean, small trial, but I think as more data comes out about wearable tech, including Apple watch, Apple watch ultra, I think, you know, I think it will be accurate, but I think the clinical utility and, and how to, how does your doctor use it to make decisions? I think that's going to be, you know, and I don't, I don't know where that's going, but I do think it is going to be a part of my practice in the future and interpreting that data Mm. and using it to kind of lead us forward. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, unless (laughs) it's funny because I'll go back to like Apple started, maybe it was the last keynote even with just all of these video testimonials of Apple watch saving their lives with, you know, catching AFib or, or something or like they fell and no one was around them and it called their, you know, relative. Uh, and it's almost, you know, it's great, you know, that it's helping people out, but it's like, at what point will, I don't know, this is a whole nother topic, but kind of to your point, like, you know, right now you could say, you know, that's awesome, but I don't want to look at that right now. Or, you know, that's not, you know, specifically, um, recommended that you be checking that stuff all the time or that you trust that kind of data or whatever. Um, but I mean, it's true. Like I, in fact, um, when I, when I went to this conference and I got the Apple watch, um, I kind of clicked with the the other company that I actually won a thousand dollars from, which I don't, I still can't comprehend, but those guys are really funny. <laughs> cool. And the sales manager was talking to me and he was like, dude, I love the Apple watch. And he was telling me like a few years ago, uh, he was like, he had a pretty, I don't, I won't name names, but he had a pretty bad drinking problem. Like he was drinking six nights a week and just going ham. And then you wake up in the morning, go to the gym and work out. And one morning he was like on the treadmill, just walking to get started and his heart rate just spiked up. Uh, and he was checking it on the Apple watch. He's like, what the heck? Like, this is, this doesn't feel comfortable. He went and he sat down for like 30 minutes and it stayed really high. Um, so he went to like a velocity care or something and they were like, uh, you know, do you drink? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, how much? He's like, I ah, about six times a week. 
and they were like, all right, how many drinks do you have, you know, per, you know, session? He's like, I don't know, like 12 shots or something. And they're like, holy wow. cow, like wow. you've <laughs> like, not to be mean, but you know, you've kind of, you're kind of doing this to yourself, but like, we need to get you to like a hospital because he was having like some major issues and they had to like operate in like eight hours or something or like, I don't, I don't know the full story, but like it truly saved his life. Not like the watch was telling him to go anywhere, but the fact that he was able to check even just his heart rate, uh, which a lot of these, you know, different wearables can do now. But um, it's interesting that things are being caught on these things now. And um, people are, you know, saying like this device saved my life. And Apple, Apple's really capitalizing on that and trying to push for that. And I think they're creating this sort of, they're kind of scaring people into getting devices, which is, I don't know. It's kind yeah. of a two, cool. two-sided front there where people are like, oh man, maybe, maybe I should just get one, you know, to be able to check my heart rate or maybe my dad really needs one because he's getting older. Um, so, you know, it's interesting when you bring, I mean, you, you see it all the time when you bring capitalism into, you know, health and um, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, and it's inter- interesting, even like, you know, I have these results, but what does it mean? And how does it change what you yeah. do? And like, it's kind of like all these people who got these 23andMe tests that say they have some weird genetic disorder or like they <laughs> might develop cancer. And you're like, well, how does that change what we do? And a lot of times the answer is it doesn't, but I have this information. And so and that even the seeing that if you did a little EKG that produces the result produces anxiety and yeah. then, and then you call, you know, Dr. Dr. Barrett and, I talk you off the ledge, we do some tests, everything's fine, we move on. But sometimes, you know, it can catch things. And so I think that's, it's a whole thing with wearable tech and health and, and where it's going. It's, it's going to be really interesting. Um, and I think clinical guidelines from, you know, I'm a family physician, so the American Academy of Family Physicians, you know, we need guidelines on how to use these things yeah. too, right? And so it's not, uh, so it's pretty clear as far as management. So it's really, it's really interesting. Mm. And then it's like, you know, at what point does like government get involved? Like if oh, yeah. 80% <laughs> of the population has a way of checking their heart rate, but you know, the other 20% don't like, are there, you know, that equitable. Yeah. Wow. So man, it's a lot to think about, but uh, any other thoughts from your end? No, I mean, I think it's um in a way it's like registered under the FDA. Like it's not technically a medical device, like, mm. right? They like say it's like FDA approved, but it's like, it's like, as like kind of like a screening device or kind of like a, you know, a tool. It's not diagnostic. Like right. it's not a hundred percent diagnose something. Oh yeah. And they'll, you know, the apps will tell you, like, you'll check your heart rate and it's like, Hey, this is just, you know, a screening thing. Like in no way can we check for heart attacks or blah, right. blah, blah. So yeah, you might be having a heart attack, but check with your doctor. Like, uh, <laughs> The and so I think I think that's kind of where I think that's how well they'll they'll do all these videos. Oh, it saved my life. Um, I was an AFib. I could have had a stroke. Great. Um, but and then they'll, they'll like do that and then be like this huge caveat. But like, but this is not intended for a diagnosis. You know, right? It's kind of it's kind of tough to you know maybe the way they're marketing it doesn't add up to how people are perceiving it mm-hmm. and. Um, Anywho, but it's, I think, I think the wearable tech industry is going to, especially for healthcare is going to be really interesting as, as things advance. And also, you know, companies like Apple and Amazon start their foray into healthcare, which is already happening. Um, 
that's those are other topics but i think i think it's going to be very interesting yeah for sure yeah dude who knows i i love it i can talk about it all day super exciting um and i you know i probably will keep talking about it you know um just thinking you know moving forward um I, you know the other the other thing i really talked about in the video um, so we talked about performance a little bit. I talked about design and that was kind of it, those two things. And we kind of already hit on, like, there's not a ton of upgrades here. So it's funny, like I mentioned very early on in this space, I guess, whatever you call them, space session, what, uh, that, you know, as far as the channel goes, you know, where, where do I want to take it? And I think it's taken me a while of trying different types of content to figure out really what. I want to share with my personal brand and um, I've had some setbacks and failures with some videos and some successes with other videos, but I think tech is definitely a space obviously that I'm interested in. And, but again, bringing it back to that intentional, you know, mindset of what's important, you know, and, you know, being um, a family man and, you know, having, not the highest paying job in the world. There are certain, you know, priorities and things that I want to set um, towards anything I purchase or own or any decisions I make. And these are the kind of conversations that I want to continue to research and talk about. So um, we've been going for about 30 minutes now. And I mean, I'm really happy with that. You know, I had not so much an intention to talk about the health stuff with Apple Watch, but I think it's a topic we could dive into more, especially Jonathan, you know, pulling you on and having you speak of this type of stuff too. And, you know, I'd love to have anyone and everyone um, interested in giving up their opinion on whether it's, you know, a previous video I've made or maybe just opinions in general. Um, I kind of want this space to be a place where we can all sort of interact with one another and talk. Um, whereas, you know, the YouTube stuff's pretty one-sided. The newsletter's pretty one-sided, but, um, that's uh yeah so tech minimalism intentional living and then you know random other bits here and there are kind of the content direction that i'm trying to head and then um you know i have these various outlets for content which i think just producing content is one of my passions in life uh it's just so fun for me so uh jonathan thanks for for being on we had it looks like zero listeners which is to be expected from yep. my personal experience yep. so but i will see if i can i don't even know if i can do this i recorded it i don't know if i can download it and then re-upload to like my podcast or not but anyway if i can um thanks for listening afterwards if you are and jonathan thanks again for being on and i don't know we'll see you next time we do this all right thanks Spence. i appreciate it man yeah have a good one